You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I'm Brett. And I'm Steven. And we are the The Broadway Husbands. Husbands. We're just your all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. Members of our Patreon get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes videos, blogs, and other perks, including free apparel and so much more. To become part of our Patreon family, go to patreon.com forward slash Broadway Husbands. Well, good morning. Good morning. It's morning here. It's, I'm not sure when you're listening to this. It is morning. And where are we doing this podcast episode from, Brett? From our new office. What? Yeah. It feels really like back in a podcast studio type setting, right? Well, it kind of is. Yeah. We have, well, I mean, we don't have the luck of having Alan Seals here. No. Brittany. Um, but we are... Um, trying to figure out how to set this up a little bit better. I have two microphones, but then I couldn't figure out how to get <laughs> them both to work. So we're now just using the same one we've been using. But hey, it feels more it feels more official because we are sitting at a table in a separate room or a desk, not a table. Um, but it feels really like ooh, like official, like we're really recording a podcast. Sometimes we we've, we've like recorded some podcasts like. While laying on our bed, or sitting on the floor, or in various places. And this feels a little bit more like, oh, we're going to record a podcast. We haven't recorded a podcast since we announced we were moving into a house. Yeah, that's right. Right? I mean, I think we did one, just kind of the last one, which was about uh, one year into the pandemic. But... Mm -hmm. We actually closed on our house last week and moved in. And, and I I feel like actually like that could be a really good topic for today's conversation. Yeah, to let's actually do it. talk through the course of closing on our house and moving <laughs> because let me just tell you it was so dramatic for a good two or three weeks. Um, for us, it was a real nail biter. I would call it a nail biter. <laughs> it felt like at every turn, there may have maybe something going wrong or 
I don't know. It just felt very like it felt like the floor was going to fall out from beneath me or us the whole time. Yeah, it really was. It really was stressful. And our um, our parents lost their dog in the middle of it. That was really traumatic. And well, then why don't we start there? Let's let's start at the that day. Well, let's just say, okay, so we knew we were going to close on our house. They kept saying at the end of March. So we told Landing, who we had our rental through, that we would be moving out at the end of March. So we had this sort of like pressure of where, where are we going to live, you know, on top of like, but we, we assumed we would be closing before the first and so we would be able to like have time to and also because in. well and also because if even if it wasn't by the end of the month it would be very early in april so we just didn't really want to have to pay another month's rent and yeah, you know, yeah we're yeah. really optimistic and you know because really the whole and yeah, we got this question a lot on instagram people saying well are you going back to new york well we don't know like we're just stick to keeping it you know one day at a time but um but the thing, the reason why, you know, we really wanted to invest in that piece of property is because we could have space and it would actually be cheaper than what we were paying. And really for us, with the goal of starting a family, we got to try to save up as much money as we can. So that was really the intention behind it. And so paying another month's rent when we were going to close on a right. house it just felt made... like a priority. Well, of course, of yeah. course, but I'm just explaining. And I'm explaining like, <laughs> the the money situation like why we right needed to to save so we were getting closer to the end of the month and we were supposed to close on like the 26 or something the mm -hmm. friday and then they the lender said we're not ready to close and we right. were like oh my god like yeah. well, okay the movers had picked up our stuff out of storage like the saturday before so it was already in transit and i think i'm not sure how they do it like if they take it and then put it in a warehouse and then it sits until they decide to deliver it and then it it comes straight off or out of the warehouse in transit to the destination i think that's probably what they do they probably take it put it in a warehouse and wait until the driver or whoever's bringing it the long distance to take it i think that's what they mm. do so by this point i think no, actually, we had no word. So it was probably still in the warehouse. But, like, we weren't sure. You know what I mean? We yeah. couldn't clarify that, you know? Yeah. So so that felt fine because they were like, oh, well, we'll call you and you'll know, like, two to three days before it's delivered. So I felt like we were safe with the moving thing for the time being um, because we hadn't heard anything yet. And... And it usually they give you like a two and a half week window from the time that they pick it up. And I would assume that they would err on closer to two and a half weeks than one week with a move, moving things from New York to Texas. Yeah. So we didn't close on that Friday. And then my parents called us on Sunday, right? Was it that Sunday? Or was it the Sunday? It was before the Sunday that? before. So we were in the middle of like the the movers picked up our stuff on Saturday. The next day, my parents called and their little dog Hallie, who we dog sat a lot 
since we've been here. Yeah, I think like three times in the time She's that so we've been cute, here. little Yorkie Poo. Sweet as she got thing. she got a great dane came out of nowhere in the front yard, picked her up, thought she was a toy, and threw her around and she didn't make it. And it was such a sad day. And my dad was just distraught and it was just very traumatic. Well it was really traumatic. Like we went to meet them. They were trying to like save her and they took her to a vet or a dog hospital and it was actually right by our apartment and we went to see them. You know, Brett's dad had blood on his clothes. In the car. Blood in the car. And they were just obviously in traumatized shock. Yeah. in shock. And and so they dropped her off for what they were hoping would be some sort of surgery. We had all these plans to make content that day and we just canceled everything and just drove them around to try to distract yeah. them. And we took them, them to lunch. We took them to lunch. A cute little house. country town. We brought them to the house. We're like, look at our house. Like we're trying to just cheer them up. Trying to keep them from being too stressed out about it. So we were very stressed. Very, very, very stressed. And then... The next week, we found out we weren't going to close. And then that just added to the stress because mm -hmm. then we were like, okay, well, what if we don't close before the end of the month? All our stuff here, all of our stuff is on its way here. If we don't close before the truck gets here, where yeah. are we going to put our stuff? We had to start thinking about solutions. On top of that, I was trying to coach and I'm yeah, building the... a course and Stephen's teaching and... Yeah, like the teaching online. And then even like... You know, I obviously go to work and through all of this, going to work was, I mean, once I was there, it was obviously fine, but it was even more exhausting than normal because I would come home and then not be able to relax or, or just take those moments that you need to get through the day because like our stuff was everywhere, you know. Um, in the house, we were having to do like final walkthroughs and approvals on things in the house. And anyway, it just was like super stressful. And um, and we were you know, getting through that weekend since they canceled. Basically, we were supposed to close on Friday. They canceled on like Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And so then Friday, we knew nothing. So then yeah. you know how it is. You guys know how this is when you get to like a Friday God, th this is like the story of our lives as performers. It's like you have a callback or, you know, you a final callback on a Friday and then six o'clock hits and you haven't heard anything. And then you have to like get through the, the whole weekend in anticipation that you'll hear something. It's the worst. Yeah. And that was exactly what was happening. We're like, we don't know anything. And now it's Friday and but, we're not going to hear anything until Monday. But like on top of that, one of the email exchanges from the bank was, hey, you know, maybe you'll close next week, but nothing's written in stone. Like that was actually like an email exchange. So we were like, well, what does that even mean? Like we just had no idea. And we were like, does that mean it's going to take two more weeks? Or because all of our ducks were in a row. Like, so we were super confused. Um, and then I think, I don't remember what day of the next week, but we got word that we would close on Thursday, mm -hmm. maybe early in the week, maybe Monday, we found out we would close Thursday. So that was a relief. Um, but we had to move out of our landing by Wednesday mm -hmm. at 11am. Like it was a earlier, earlier in the daytime. Um, so <laughs> we, and of course, when we were moving out of there, we had way more stuff than I had possibly thought like 
we had all of the clothes and stuff that we brought with us and then we had accumulated quite a quite a bit of stuff <laughs> so to so we packed up our car the night before and quickly realized that that wasn't enough that wasn't enough and so um we had um brett's mom come over and let us use her car she has a big suv and then we piled stuff in there as well which was extremely helpful and made it a lot simpler but um, also just total side note my parents also that week oh right drove i think out of their grief they drove five hours each way to louisiana to pick up not one <laughs> but two new yorkie poo puppies they're so cute and one is supposedly for my brother Eric, you know, who's on the spectrum and lives with my parents. But um, but it's turning out to be like my mom and dad's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> is it? You think totally? I mean, basically. I mean, they're in control yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, they're in their seventies and they're chasing these puppies Little around, puppies. and I just I'm worried for them. Uh, anyway, so. So we didn't have, okay, let's just kind of cut to the closing. So yeah. we didn't have uh, any solid, 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 like, okay, we're going to, we're definitely closing. It was like, okay, it's scheduled for Thursday if everything is there. Right. So I was like every day, I'm not even kidding. I'm, this is how persistent I am calling them and kind of annoying them and being like, What's happening? What do you need? How do I get the paperwork to you? What do you need? And basically begging people to do their job. It felt that's like. what it felt like. Yeah, it's I like mean, take our money. <laughs> um, yeah. So we got to the closing, and the way it is, it's very different closing on a house in Texas than it is in New York because in New York, there's a lot more people involved. It feels like you have a lawyer, and maybe that's just because we had yeah. Also, like you don't own the land so that right. title we had to work with a title company because right. we're buying land oh right i never even thought of that yeah that's why it was so different i was like why is this the land title oh yeah because and also we had the lawyer and we also had a real estate agent we didn't use a real estate agent which probably in hindsight maybe we should have may have been helpful um so we got to the title company which just felt super it felt like because of the way new construction works, and I have a lot of guilt around the new construction because of the way that it just like it just it's beautiful and it's so nice and new. But like the, what they have to do to order in order to build these like mega communities is just destroy habitat. And so I have a lot of guilt around it. I'm working through it. Um, and so we go to this place and it's like this huge office building huge and like texas huge i felt like we were being like shepherded like yeah. it didn't even feel like they were nerd like they didn't even really know our names no felt like they just were it, so it filling in the blanks yeah it felt like when we got there they had probably maybe just looked at our paperwork at 9 30 we were supposed to start at 10 they didn't come out to get us till like I was checking my clock like ten o three or ten o five. It was a very like Broadway show eight o five start. Um, but I was we were very unhappy with the way the closing went and the way the title company treated us, and they tried to throw our lender lender under the bus, the Actors Credit Union, and I kind of 
We, I, we both kind of lost it. I, I kind of went off. We did because it was it was ridiculous because we were there, right? <laughs> so you know how like, and I tend you, to be like pretty. I, we are very friendly people, and like we were being so friendly while signing all the documents, making jokes, like just playing, keeping it very lighthearted until they just didn't have everything. They didn't have everything, and they actually would leave and check to see if you know they were getting back what they needed from the lender and at one point i think where i lost it was when they were like well maybe you could call your lender and see what you can do or something like something along those lines like basically like well we can't get them to work any faster maybe you can but meanwhile the reason why is because the the document wasn't ready because they made a change like 30 minutes before um, we were to close and our, you know, it, so it was just ridiculous. It was, it so was totally ridiculous. You know? Unbelievable that we were sitting in their office and the guy comes in and he's like, well, your lender, we made minor adjustments this morning. Yeah, and I said, able to change that so quick. I said, it's not a minor adjustment the morning of closing. Yeah. Like this is, this is, we are here in your office. Yeah. So anyway, we, it took a lot to get to the closing and then and also i was so there also was Stephen always a time like, crunch steven had to go teach yeah i had to teach at 11 30 the <laughs> closing was at 10 and we were like pretty you know at least 25 minutes from where i needed to be so i was like i need to be in the car by 11 which i kind of had a feeling it wouldn't work out that way and it, of course it didn't i was able to um you know just tell work i was going to be 30 minutes late and um which sucked but you know that's the way it was and even when i did leave whatever there was one form that i signed that wasn't even really the final document they were like just sign this and we'll change it once we get it with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so when I left, it felt like normally not normally the other time that we bought something it was like oh my god there was also a lot of fear around the first purchase but for other reasons but we were like oh my god this is so awesome we bought our first home you know and because we were so frustrated the woman was like congratulations you bought a home we were like great thanks because she was just it was felt so unofficial because they hadn't finished everything. It was really frustrating. It was so bizarre. And stressful. And then we couldn't even get the keys. Yeah. <laughs> because we can't get the keys until the money is wired into their account. So we didn't have the keys. We did all of that and we still didn't have the keys. So we had to spend two nights. We spent the second night at my parents' house. And then, and 
then we woke up Friday morning and we both started calling and emailing <laughs> probably at like 7.30 a.m. to see what's happening. The meetings had gone through. And luckily, you know, before 10 a.m., I want to say it was before yeah, it was 10 like 9.30. We found out that, you know, everything had gone through and we could go get the keys. So it was a relief because because the moving truck, the moving truck was supposed to come. The, on Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday. The refrigerator was supposed to this come. This was Friday. Like, all these things were already set up. And this we was were... on Good Friday. And <clears throat> the title company said that they were closed on Good Friday because of the holiday. So there was all of this stuff happening, <laughs> but the movers were coming on Saturday. The title company is closed on Friday. If we don't get our keys, what are we going to do with our stuff? Uh, yeah, because then it's like, then you think about... Well, how are we going to, then that's going to be another fee to put it somewhere. Then another fee to, oh you know, God. you just the start thinking about. It. And it's just, anyway. <laughs> so we luckily Friday morning Got were able keys. to get them to get us the keys. And the movers came on Saturday and we got everything moved in. And it's not even been a week, right? It's been. Right, because today is Thursday. It's been. So it's not even been a few days since we've been in our new house yeah. and it feels feels good. Really good. It, it does feel really good. It gets good. a lot of light in the morning. So and... much light. So and all and all this to say is like I don't want to to seem like maybe like we're complaining about the how hard it was. I, it's not that. It's just like there's always like a lot of bumps in the road, right? Like I feel like sometimes my expectations are like thinking everything's just going to be so easy breezy smooth, and yeah. smooth and um go according to the plan and it's it's hard to always meet the challenges whatever big or small they may be and kind of like take them calmly and move through them um especially when it feels like people just aren't kind of doing what maybe they're being paid to do i don't know it feels very it feels very strange i would you know? i would say do not use the company we used if but, you are buying but, but, a house in texas but don't we will just reach out to us and we'll tell you who not to use <laughs> um the actors credit union were awesome and they always are you know they're small it's a credit union so they're not you know they're not Bank of America, there, you know, there's only like two people that work there in the lending department. So they were very patient and very sweet. But you're right. I mean, there is something about expectations and just, you know, and we always know that. I think we both, it's kind of interesting. You, you run this balance as a performer and all these years of doing what we do. You learn how to balance your expectations and reality, but it also like, you also kind of always have this bit of a cynical yeah it you don't trust anything until it actually happens right it's like i've god how many shows have i done where it's like it's going to transfer to broadway and then it never does right it's like so you just learn like yeah i'll believe that when i see it when i'm standing on stage right. on a broadway stage and the audience is applauding is when I'll be like, okay, we made it to Broadway. Well, well also, I think so. I think there's that part. Of, so it's like this du duality, right? It's like there's that um, understanding of like, you know, maybe things aren't going to happen until they happen and, and all of that. But then there's also this part, at least for myself, is that sometimes I'm so optimistic, right? And obviously positive and want 
things to happen that I'm like, well, everything, you know, because that's why I was, well, everything's going to happen. Everything's going to work out. And, and so that then when there are these small kinks, sometimes like, I just, I'm like, whoa, like it kind of throws me, you know? And so like getting through those things, um, like, thank God we have each other. And then there are times where I think we probably are like, uh, you know, freaking out. We definitely, I, I will say this and I'll say this on record here. Oh no. I know that I've not been the nicest and I apologize. Aww. I, I, I'm not managing my stress that well. <laughs> and I think part of it is just a time. Yeah. I mean, on top of all of this, I'm also trying to launch a course that I'm teaching in May and like I'm teaching, starting the webinar next week. It's like next week already. And mm-hmm. I'm so behind because of all of this. And it just overwhelms me because, you know, I, I feel like sometimes running my own business, I know, I feel like no one around me understands that like, if I don't show up, it doesn't, happen. the business doesn't run. Right. And if I'm not doing shit, <laughs> then nothing's getting done. It's not like somebody else is picking up the pieces or teaching another class or doing something else. Like, right. no, if I'm not there, it doesn't happen. Right. And the last few weeks I've not been there because of all of the chaos. Right. So, I just feel totally overwhelmed, and um, well, the good news is, and so is, I apologize. Well, thank you, and I love. I'm you. giving lots of excuses, but I apologize. Thank you, and I think that learning how to manage my stress during I, I it's something I need to work on during the last couple of weeks. I mean, I do think these were, these were extraordinary circumstances. Yes, but well, now that we're in here, I think I feel better. Don't you? Yeah, I mean, well, it seemed better. Cause yeah. I have an office because <laughs> he has an office. Well, it's our office, but I don't know how much work I'll actually be doing in here except just kind of annoying Brett and trying to get his attention, but R- recording, podcasts. recording podcasts. And, um, but it's so nice in here and it's very, you know, it's all set up. So now when we're done for the day, now you can go and do all of your work. <laughs> so, uh, Maybe that's what we're going to title this is managing expectations, managing expectations. <laughs> I feel like it's, you know, it's interesting too, right? Especially after living through this pandemic, right? Like how do I expect anything sometimes? Yeah. Like, why do I even expect? It's like when people keep saying like, well, are you coming back to Broadway? It's like, I don't know. I, I can't, yeah. I, there is no Broadway right now. So I can't. I'm not going to set any expectations around that until mm. it happens right. because I got to live my life. Yeah. That has to be priority. Number one is just how do I make my life livable in this moment? Mm-hmm. And that being said, uh, I think for spotlight on love mm-hmm. today, I'm going to ask you to help me. What's what? I need advice. No. What's your, <laughs> don't do this to me. Why? Okay. Tell me. Okay, so a little story. No. Talking about managing expectations. I was all excited about buying this house because it feels like such a fresh new start. It feels like, you know, we're kind of in this pioneer, right? We're like, we own land and we have a house and we can run our business out of it and, uh, you know, start a family and blah, blah, blah. And so I've had all this like fresh start ideas in my head. Okay. And then I find out that, that my 
childhood buddy who lived down the street. His name was Justin Britton. He was definitely, he was like two or three years younger than me, but definitely like, you know, we were the little gay boys in the neighborhood growing up. And we became close because we go, we both got made fun of in school. So we would just like hang out together after school and just be whatever we wanted to be. We would decorate each other's houses for Christmas and Easter. And God, I can't imagine what our parents thought. Of <laughs> and um, he was very eccentric. He, he, when we were young, he was battling leukemia. And so I remember he, he had to wear hats a lot. He didn't mm -hmm. have any hair and from the chemo. And anyway, Come to find out on Facebook last week when we posted that we were moving, he was like, where are you moving to? And I said, you know, Imperial Oaks or whatever. And he's like, oh, my parents and my sister live in that neighborhood. Turns out his parents live literally like two streets over. <laughs> and it like the emotional, like the, I just kind of went into this weird I don't know. It's like there's this ego part of me that has always been attached to the idea of not living in Texas because it's so it's going to sound so gross. But it was like as a kid, I was I was like, I am special. Like, I want to be better than that. I want to be in New York City and I want to be big and I want to. And then like to there was this there has always been this little part of like moving back to Texas where I was like, oh, like getting a house in Texas means I've given up on that or something, which is BS. I know that yeah. because like we had, a, a, I've had a really good career and it's yeah. not over, yeah. but, um, but there's still that little ego part. And yet <laughs> having these neighbors nearby feels super like I liked the ice like the idea that we were gonna have all this space and no one's gonna know us and like we're gonna be like special and now I'm like no, no actually I've just now completely gone full circle I now live down the street from the Britons <laughs> so what's your question how do I how do I manage my expectations around this because how do I look at this differently because I feel like I I'm I'm kind of disappointed in that. Like it feels like it took it took the kind of shininess and newness of living over here away in a in a way. And I don't know if this, I, there's a different way to look at it. Well, I mean, I think there. I think them and I met them. You know, we went over to their house, and they're so sweet and so nice. And I I think there's something actually really nice that we know that you know somebody and have history with somebody that, you know, I think the good thing about it is that they live really close and we actually know them, right? So there's like a level of trust there. And so there's somebody that you, we can really reach out to if we need help. And, um, but as far as the like, I mean, they have nothing to do with it. You know, they have nothing to do with us getting a house here or anywhere, like they would still exist. You know what I mean? If Even if we had a house or another apartment in New York City, it would still be like a similar thing, like, right? Like they're just closer to us and they're nice people who are very giving. And I think as long as, you know, as long as we're, 
you know, I, I think it's nice to just have people that we know. I honestly don't, I mean, but the ego thing, I understand, but I guess it's easier for me to say because they're not people that I've had history with. Yeah. Um, but how would you have felt if we'd, let's say, moved to Pittsburgh? Right. And you were all excited to get like a new place. And then you found out like two streets over. Right. Was. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. I don't know. Roxanne? Or no, yeah, you but love I don't like Roxanne. Roxanne. I mean, not that I don't like this. No, but I just it, don't it just, know them that It just well. brings up old memories or. Um, well, you have to understand well, the truth like is, is that, that time too. I mean, that was like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, but you got to understand. So, Brett, you're not the same person. I know. This is not the same time period. There's a lot of old emotions that are attached. They're they're just going to have to be shed. Yeah. And you also just need to create new experiences. And you already have done that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we saw them the other night. They were lovely. That's great. Just create new experiences. Just create new experiences. It's like when you get sober... You have to go through life. In the first year, you usually hit all those benchmarks of like, oh, my God, this is my first birthday Christmas. sober. Yeah. This is my first New Year's sober where I'm not drinking. You know, you just kind of go through all those benchmarks. But uh, that's that's just really, creating new experience. That's really helpful. Is that helpful? That's great. All Thank right. you. And also, again, not to have expectations. Right now, your expectations are giving you negative or emotion-filled feelings, right? But if that's your expectation to be the same Brett that you were in 1990, like, then that's, then your expectations are going to be not met or met, you know what I mean? So if you actually make that up in your head, then you're going to kind of feel that way. But if you actually recognize the truth of the reality that it's 2021, And that you're not 10 years old anymore. (laughs) Even though you look, no, you look Uh really good, not 10. But um, so, yeah, that's really helpful. I hope so. Well, this was hopefully an insightful episode for all of you. (laughs) Uh, We hope that you learn a little something about managing expectations and not being afraid to just stay in the moment and commit to the moment because that's what we're doing. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, sometimes we get afraid we're going to get stuck in a situation that doesn't exist. And right now we're, you know, we're really happy that we continue to move forward with this process. We had nothing to lose. No. It also feels like, I know this is really weird, but I always just imagined us sitting in places where it's really bright and this whole house is really bright. bright Even yeah. in this this room yeah. is, I would say, one of the darker rooms, and it's really bright. We're <laughs> going to be making a lot more dance reels in this house. There's so much more space. So much more space. So, yeah, it's all really good. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Broadway Husbands podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And while you're at it, leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Don't forget to check out Broadway Life Apparel and our new designs that are released every month. Thanks to our Patreon patrons. Don't forget to join our family by going to patreon.com forward slash Broadway Husbands. And a big shout out to the Broadway Podcast Network. Go to BPN dot fm forward slash husbands to check out the, the wide array of broadway themed podcasts for your listening pleasure and on this podcast we encourage you to love who you love and love what you do
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.